I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with the Prospect Wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean wizard. Obviously, you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call, text, or leave a voicemail. Immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club instantly. MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness Philly, College Park. Become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to theprospectwizard.com. Get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave Gallon. He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on the wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having a Chicagoan who is a entrepreneur and now turned into a strategic consultant. You're going to want to talk to Maura after you listen to these words of wisdom. We are excited to have her on the show. She's been in the studio sector for many years. Um, we worked together for a short period of time and uh, I'm happy to have you on the show. So uh, welcome to your first Halo Talks. Thanks, Pete. Great to be here. Awesome. So you're a uh, Michigan grad. That's correct. I am. Yeah. We've got go a lot blue. of go blue all over uh, our firm and some of our clients. Um, so maybe talk about your uh, your background and your trajectory. Uh, what got you into the industry? Successful exit uh, at the end of that uh, time. And now you're basically uh, serving other people. Yeah, sure. Gosh, uh, you know, it's funny. When you mentioned Michigan, I think about, you know, I, I went to college. I mean, I'll go way back. I went to college and discovered that I just wanted to take classes that I was interested in uh, without any intention. And really, I, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up, except I knew I wanted to make money. So I <laughs> out of college exactly. and joined a sales uh, job in technology sales. And then, uh, you know, by the time I was 24, I was making six figures, which was amazing. Um, and I then had this epiphany that I, it wasn't purpose-driven. I wasn't really excited about what I was doing, even though I was making a lot of money. So that kind of got me into a different journey, a new purpose, uh, where I discovered yoga and I couldn't wait to go to yoga every single day, every single night. And I, my day was planned about around this, this oasis. So I just kind of put it out there as a vision. What would happen if I quit this, you know, lucrative job and, gave it all up and started teaching yoga and building yoga studios. So, so, so when you went down that path, uh, was there something missing with the yoga studio that you attended? Did, did you think that you could do it better? Uh, or did you just see that there was an opportunity because there was plenty of white space that you could move into? Uh, or did you do a lot of research and say, Hey, over the next 10 years, I know hot yoga is going to be, you know, the next frontier. You know what? None of the above. I was okay. very green and just open-minded. And I actually just remember feeling this amazing feeling. And I was like, I want to be a part of this feeling on the giver's end versus just the receiving end. And so I approached who then became my my business partners. And I approached them and I said, do you guys want to open up more yoga studios together? And they said, Yes. 
Perfect. might be the one. Let's go. Let's go into business together. So that's that's how it happened. Uh, my home studios, they had two at the time. Uh, you know, they then became my business partners moving forward. Gotcha. So 105F, that was uh, already established when you got involved? It was. Yeah. For uh, they, uh, they founded it in 2001. I approached them in about 2005. Yeah. So at that point, with them kind of welcoming you in uh, to their uh, beloved startup uh, and a brand that they created, what do you think some of the things that you added to the business model or maybe things that they weren't addressing uh, to optimize that? Because there are a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that are in a finance job or looking to get involved in the halo sector. Um, and maybe they need to hear a pitch or uh, well, aha, uh, an aha moment of, hey, this is what I could do to help these people optimize because they're kind of, you know, running this studio and not really looking outside of that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think there's a lot of synergy and, you know, opening in the universe, just being open-minded and also having the confidence to just say like, hey, I don't know. I didn't know what I could give just yet. I knew that I had a, you know, I knew that I was driven and motivated and passionate, but I, I didn't know what I didn't know just yet. So uh -huh. I approached them, right? Over the years though, what I did do was refine and cultivate what I was able to provide. Um, ultimately, you know, we were very blessed because we were one of the only, we were, you know, the, there were, there was one other hot yoga studio that opened up uh, in 2001 in Chicago, in the whole Chicago land. And um, so it was us and them. And, you know, like, that's not much competition. Hot Yoga was brand new back then. In 2010, around 2000, nah, maybe maybe a little bit before that. Uh, I can't remember the dates. Core Power kind of took the nation and uh, Hot Yoga really started to proliferate all over the place. But before then, we were just a destination place and we really didn't need to do much marketing. We didn't even have a sign back then. People found us as a destination. But once the competition with boutique fitness and, you know, the halo sector started to really boom, there were lots of options and we didn't have systems. So I actually hired a coach around 2018. I mean, it took that long, uh, 2018 to help us refine our marketing, our, our um, messaging, our sales, our systems, our packages, so that it was really fine-tuned just in time really before COVID. Right. So from a standpoint of you joining two other partners, you had two studios that went to three studios. Um, if you kind of take a look at a lot of different studio concepts, <laughs> there might not be enough cash flow coming from the studios to have a, a corporate overhead, to have, quote unquote, you know, three executives or three professionals. Sure. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I experienced this in in some other businesses that, that we were in, in the quick serve restaurant market where we said, look, you kind of need five in order to pay yep. everyone uh, what you wanted, uh, you know, as a market salary. So how, how did you work through that, um, you know, as, as question one? I mean... It wasn't pretty. <laughs> uh, you know, I can make it sound really glamorous, but you know, I was uh, I was blessed enough that I was able to bring some capital in to help 
create a third studio. And that was, okay. that was the intention, you know, to open up a third studio. And from there, again, it was in a market that, you know, there, there, there weren't any hot yoga studios around. Um, but over time, we, uh, we, didn't, we didn't seek outside capital. Um, but, you know, we took trims. We had, to, we had to cut expenses at one point before we really did refine our systems. Um, and, uh, I mean, we made it work. I, I'm with you, though. Three Studios is kind of that midpoint. It's either, you know, go big or go small. But we actually did make it work. And, um, mm-hmm. And it's still around. It's great. Yeah. So, you know, there's been some, um, you know, uh, companies that have gone through it and done acquisitions in the yoga uh, sector. You know, Yoga Works was trying to buy up yoga studios and kind of put them under one brand. Uh, I think there was somewhat of a revolt um, because these were kind of neighborhood studios and they didn't want to be part of a big corporation, um, you know, with new rules and policies. Um, So... How did the market benefit from you being there? And, you know, when Core Power came in or, you know, a larger brand, um, you know, you're kind of like the equivalent of, you know, this is the restaurant that started here. We're loyal to it. We've been there. Uh, yeah. You know, we actually don't want brands that are coming in and, and you know, trying to take some of our local businesses uh, and hurting them. So how did you kind of brand or message to the community that you had that said, look, we've got the best, the, the same, you know, hot yoga, you know, system in place. We've yeah. got instructors that have been here. You're part of a community. Right. Um, you know, don't leave us because you're not going to gain right. anything by it. You'll probably come back anyway. Right. And you know what? You hit the nail on the head. I think the community, well, it's different. When I reflect back now, I think about it differently as when I was in it. And I was younger then too, of course, less experienced. But when I was in it, I was afraid of the competition. My partners and I were afraid of the competition and we were trying to, you know, keep everybody close to us and outperform them and, you know, outsmart the competition. When I think about it now and when I share this with my with my clients now, it's like, let's just zoom way out high level. We're all doing good things. <laughs> None yeah, of sure. this is bad. We're just bringing awareness of like how good we can all feel. So just keeping that as our North Star kind of keeps the trajectory moving forward. Gotcha. Um, beyond that, I actually think that when, you know, people find their home, you know, and, and our, our teachers, you know, are very experienced, very passionate, very, you know, skilled at what they do. And I'm not disparaging any other types of yoga studios. You know, we all have our different niche or or different program. If our clients, our students go to a different yoga studio and that resonates with them, fine, that's okay too. But what we did find is, you know, a lot of students would start there and come over to us and kind of stay stuck with us. So we were their vibe. I think right. that the pie isn't finite. It just gets bigger and bigger, and there's more more pieces of pie for everybody. This is Pete Moore. I want to let you in on a little secret. There's this company called Promotion Vault, and what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you to incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free or giving away shakes or giving away T-shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, 
and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal. There's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile. They are going to answer questions. You are going to get those answers. You're going to be able to target those members and you're going to reward them inside your club, inside your spa, and outside of the club and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal, to get them to pay their monthly dues, and to be rewarded properly for the actions. A lot of companies are cutting back on rewards. You shouldn't be. Promotion Vault's your answer. Trust me, this is real. Yeah, so we were just going through a case study uh, with some of our interns, and we kind of broke it down and said, look, there are two things you can do on revenue. You can bring in more volume, or you can focus on a higher price. That's basically the equation. So as you look at the yoga market and you see, let's say, like a solid core, you know, at a $34 per class, I think they're doing some membership packages now. Um, Orange Theory is kind of brilliant when you think about that, you know, unlimited memberships are limited. So they only have eight classes that you could get per month, which allows them to bring in 800 members instead of an average studio at like 300 members. So either looking back or looking forward, you know, if I was a studio and I came to you and said, you know, help me with figuring out what my pricing structure should be. Also honing in on the fact that this is their home. They should be investing in their home. And the more money you can pay me, it's going to go back into the studios. It's going to train more instructors. And we're going to open up another location. So they're basically helping you build the business by paying you, you know, an extra 10 or 20, you know, dollars or what, whatever the differential is to basically build more homes that they love. Yeah. So how do you think about pricing and how do you think about volume and membership, uh, you know, constructs? Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite things to do is come up with, uh, you know, the pricing structures, uh, based on capacities and, and, uh, you know, trying to figure out what the right mix is, uh, with the memberships. Introducing memberships or really leaning into memberships uh, was revolutionary for us. We were very reactive versus proactive. And the educational piece, like you hit on, Pete, was really helpful. And not only that, like, you know, educating them as to why this membership is helpful for them. It's going to make them feel great. And, you know, all of the things that, you know, hit their, their goals, their lifestyle, their budget. But then also to us, hey, you're being loyal to us. We're going to offer you a better deal, you know, for whatever it is that you participate in. And we we came up with different custom memberships. We came up with a program that was literally uh, hitting every single person and having a personal conversation with what their goals, their lifestyle, their budget was. And catering a membership to them. If they're training for the Ironman, they're not going to come in five days a week. And that's okay. This is part of their lifestyle. And we want to create a membership, a long-term lifestyle, you know, activity for them that they want to continue to come back to. So we did design our pricing for uh, high volume and uh, high touch and, you know, and, and it worked out. So I do love uh, a good membership and custom membership for sure. It, as you see the, the number of choices that uh, members can, can track into, whether it's a class pass or gym pass or, you know, cities that have their own aggregation of studios, um, 
it can never kind of starts off with like, what are you trying to achieve? And let me get you into our hot yoga program. However, if you want to put on muscle mass and you want to do, you know, more cardio, you know, let me actually prescribe for you. Okay. I want you to do here three days a week. I want you to do workout recovery at this location that we're affiliated with. I want you to do one or two hit classes, uh, you know, a week as well, because this is basically, I'm giving you a prescription yeah. that we're not here to fill every part of that. Right. Um, so, so is there, do you think there's potentially an evolution in the industry where, you know, Exponential obviously has multiple brands. Um, they're now trying to, to have people stay within the umbrella. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's to the point yet where, you know, they're saying do this class two days a week. If you want to do that, you know, get these results. Here's how we're going to do that. And they're all within the Expo brand. Or if ClassPass comes and basically says, hey, let me curate a program instead of you going on and just, you know, buying credits and, you know, hopping around like a bar hop. Let right, me actually get, right. get you the results that you want. Um, right. So I feel like there's potentially a big opportunity to basically get someone on a 60-day, 90-day or, or year plan um, and have these studios kind of collaborate and say, we'll take these people twice a week, you take them twice a week, and now you've got people that aren't coming, so you've got more capacity to sell memberships. I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, we explored that way back when. Again, I i can't remember my years, but I think probably around the early 2010s, um, partnering up with uh, like um, a CrossFit gym um, and trying to get into that. It takes a lot of I mean, it takes a lot of logistics, a lot of planning, um, and a lot of commitment on both ends. You know, I think nowadays a lot of us are looking for instant gratification and we're fickle and we don't keep our commitments, you know, and I can, you know, sit on my soapbox and talk all about this. So just really having the dedicated person who is like, yes, I'll do whatever you say I'm going to do. Um, and the person who's knowledgeable, who knows all of the different options out there. I look forward to that day when, uh, when that comes. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was at a, um, on a panel, uh, several months ago and there was a lot of AI companies there and software to do certain yeah. things, retention. We're going to tell you which members are most likely to cancel. I think that's yeah. probably what hasn't shown up in 90 days. Not sure what the science is behind that, but I, I thought of it and I said, you know, in this industry, you can't really have artificial intelligence until you have intelligence. Right. So, you know, when you think about your consulting role now, you know, to be able to slice and dice, um, not, you know, like, a, this is like a soccer mom or this is like, a, you know, weekend warrior, but just say Pete Moore as a person, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, um, you know, put me in a, a bucket because there's only 300 people. Everyone should have their own bucket. Um, yeah. so do you see, do you see maybe people finally understanding that you have to actually fill your database in order to, you know, mine your database? And how would you potentially help them, you know, do that? Or is that, you know, on the more granular level? Okay, wait. So, so rephrase this. So fill my database. Are we think? are we talking in the context of uh, the yoga so studio? The context of about like what motivates Pete more, you know, I, I used to be a little chubby as a kid. So I used to have to buy elastic jeans at, uh, at Sears. That would be a way to understand what might motivate me. Um, you know, uh, I've got, a, I've got a, you know, a wedding coming up in six months. So you'd know that, and then you'd help me 
yeah. get to a plan. Yeah. Um, you know that that my uh, cousin's an event planner. Um, so let's get her into our membership and she can tell us who's trying to lose weight or who's trying to get fit, you know, for certain events. Um, Got it. So I'm trying to think about all the things that you should know about mm-hmm. a member and their ecosystem. Yeah. Um, and then use that to figure out what what to do with it. First, you just say AI this, AI that. What do you AI? Yeah, no, no. Let's just, I mean, let's cut straight to the chase. I mean, th- this also assumes that people know themselves and are open and vulnerable to share more That's about a great themselves. Point. That is a great but, point. But one of my one of my favorite things to do is upon coming into, you know, any type of program is to to give them a survey. And to talk about like, you know, where are you right now and where do you want to go and think about the best you've ever felt in your life. What were you doing at that time and how did you feel? Really talking about the feelings, about feeling your best and then having them even prescribe their own best program. You know, how how often do you think it's you're going to want to come and what motivates you? You know, are, do you like the morning? Do you like the evening? Do you like afternoon? Do you like the weekends? What else are you doing? Just having them and, and giving them, you know, a form that helps them understand, oh, yeah, let me think about this. Let me talk about this and fill it out and then actually give it to them so that they can come back and be like, oh yeah, I did say all of that. And I think that's really powerful to set your intention of, you know, what it is that you want. And then it's like, great, you just said what you want. Let me help you get there. Let's do this. This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Higher Dose, higherdose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up saturating your market. Having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for 200 bucks per month where they're paying 39 to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher dose, check it out. There's a wholesale code and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating. And the recovery should be just as good as the workout. So, so talk about, you know, you, you kind of became an entrepreneur um, going into 105F. Yeah. Um, now you, that, that was successfully sold. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it yeah. is very hard to sell any business. Um, I've been doing this 25 years. Um, there's not always a meaning point between the bid and ask on the price or any of the other terms. From a standpoint of, of all the learnings you have, give us an ideal type of client uh, under your Cultivate Advisors role. Who are you seeking out? Who is seeking you out? And um, you'll make this as almost a pitch to, if you're having these issues, I'm the person you call. Yeah. So first and foremost, I need to work with somebody who is open and willing to learn and also willing to roll up their sleeves and do the work. I'm not here just to, you know, wave a magic wand and say, poof, everything's better. You know, usually people seek me out when they have 
um, maybe something that's uncomfortable that's going on and I can help see, you know, from a different lens, like, oh, I can help you there. Um, I'm, I consider myself a generalist. So I have, you know, a lot of um, acumen in financials, starting with the financials, but then the sales and marketing. I love recruiting and leadership and building teams. So all of these things and productivity, all of these things work harmoniously together. And if I see a need, I can poke a hole and be like, this needs to be tightened up. Um, so, you know, they have to be hungry to learn. Ideally, they have a, a goal, a vision. Some of that is exit. Sometimes they're not quite there yet where they're not even thinking about the exit, but I want to plant that seed so that they know like, hey, let's do this on our terms. The last thing we want to do is close down because, you know, we throw in the towel. So let's Let's do this on our terms. Let's come up with a value. I can help you understand what the value is of your business. And then let's enjoy the journey along the way. This doesn't have to be like, you know, life is meant to be enjoyed. <laughs> so yeah, let's, yeah. let me be a player to help you enjoy your life and have a little bit more control and uh, a sounding board along the way. Gotcha. Is there a uh, specific size that you would start with? Or, you know, if somebody's got one studio or if they've got 20, what, what do you think the ideal um client is based on what I've seen is a lot of, you know, one or two studio operators, they're, they're having issues. They probably don't have money to pay for someone uh, right. like you. Um, you can only do so much pro bono work, you know, yeah. in, in, in your day. Um, so how do you approach that? How do you say, look, I'd love to help you, but yeah, we've got a business model too. Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, I, I'm a true believer that like, you know, I'm going to offer and have a conversation with anybody you know, because I just, I want everybody to succeed. But in terms of like actual, like working together, rolling up our sleeves month over month, there's other op uh, opportunities. I would say, you know, for me, uh, having at least two studios, three studios probably is the right fit. I do have, I have a couple clients that are, you know, one studio and they're, they're crushing it. They are amazing. So um, typically when they hit the $500,000 revenue mark, that's like the right point to start working with me. But other than that, you know, if, if there are some gaps and sometimes we realize we don't know everything, my company Cultivate Advisors, we actually have, um, a boot camp. It's like a, it's called the three X. So it just kind of skills you up in all of these different areas. And that way you are then on your way to then work one-on-one -on -one with an advisor like myself. Great, great. So, so in closing here, you have any uh, uh, quotes that you live by or uh, things that uh, you say that people said, oh, that she, she tells us that all the time. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm getting a feel for, you know, enjoy the journey. Um, you know, yeah. don't wait to enjoy uh, life. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, feel so much pressure and stress that, you know, it's like a roller coaster nonstop and they just want to yeah. get off at some point. Um, Guess so, what? It's not going to yeah. <laughs> Enjoy gotta, the journey. I would say another one that I really, uh, and, and I paraphrase it, but, uh, another one that I live by is, uh, Maya Angelou, um, her quote, um, we do the best we can with what we know. And when we know better, we do better. So, you know, just trusting as you're on this journey, you know, enjoying the journey, we're always working with people along the way. Trust that they're doing the best that they can too right where they are right now. And, and, and realize that for yourself as well, because sometimes we get really hard on ourselves. And just if we can remind ourselves, like, you know, I'm doing the best that I can and I'm trying. I think that that helps keep the morale high. 
Well, that's great. So good to see you again. Congrats on the success. Thank uh, you. Thanks for moving to the, to the advisor role uh, as we're in and, you know, spreading the knowledge, uh, keeping people on the guardrails um, and telling them a story of, hey, this is why you might not want to do this. Or, hey, that's a great idea, but. Um, so hit up Mara. She'll be, uh, all of her information will be in the show notes. Uh, welcome to the advisory side. Wave the halo flag with us. And uh, it's all about unit economics. So, you know, Mara will help you get that prototype. And then the prototype will then be replicated. And that's what investors want to hear and see. So great to see you. Great to see you. Thanks, Pete.